and welcome to the Nerd Grounds Podcast. As always, it is your boy Jake, and here with me today is my man, Dr. Blake. What is up, Blake? What is up, Jake? Thank you for having me. Yeah, no problem, buddy. Uh, do you have any medical advice for the listeners today? Uh, my medical advice today is to get a prescription for a weekly dose of Bill Murray. So, quick shout out to Bill Murray. <laughs> Shouts out to Bill Murray, as always. Um, but yeah, man, how you doing? What do you got? What do you got going on this weekend? Nothing besides football. Oh yeah, I'm I'm a little sad to be honest with you. Uh, due to me leaving to uh, Disneyland tomorrow morning, I'm not gonna be doing a fantasy football legion podcast with Mark. Um, but we will be continuing next week, and we got an early episode in earlier in the week, so uh, you can catch that if you haven't. Um, but um, yeah, you're welcome. By the way. For, oh yeah. Shouts out to my man Blake for shooting me, uh, hooking me up with a quarterback in fantasy football, by the way, when I was struggling. I was 0-3 with Jared Barf as my quarterback, and um, you know he had one good game, of course, when I didn't play him. Uh, but Blake went ahead, and we did a little exchange, and I got myself Dak Prescott, so I'm very happy. Yeah, watch, very, this very is happy. the week that Jared Goff turns around as – his stellar performance, and then Dak Prescott falls off. No, 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 no. Saints are actually the worst defense against the quarterback, so I'm happy. Dak Prescott's the number three quarterback of the year, I think, so I'm cool. Um, Saints are, on paper, they look a lot better, but uh, against the quarterback, they are terrible when it comes to fantasy football. They are the number dead last. Okay, anyways, let's. we're not here to talk about football as much as we both love it. Um, if you want to hear football, you can check out the Fantasy Football Legion podcast with me and my man Mark. But today, we are here to talk about a few different things, more like a couple different things. Some big breaking news that came out earlier in the week um, that me and Blake have been waiting and waiting to talk about. Uh, but let's go ahead and talk about this first one that broke actually last weekend, right after we got done recording. Yeah, that um, happened you know. right after we got done recording. It would have been yeah, nice if they did it before we got done recording. Right, and this is probably going to be almost two weeks from the time this episode airs, um, and who and knows what will be released I, by then. Pr- I'm pretty sure there, there's an announcement coming soon, but we are talking about Arkham, the potential for the series to continue. Well, there, it's not potential anymore. It's going to happen. They released a very intriguing video on Batman Day. Yeah, the uh, the WB Montreal uh, page that hasn't been active since the last Arkham Night game in 2015. Um, posted a very cryptic video of um, some weird, crazy symbols morphing around. It was only about, yeah. what, nine seconds? And then it... Yeah, it was four symbols. It's a lot... There was a lot to speculate on. It was four symbols eventually morphing into what looked like a demon's head. Um, the Court of Owls didn't really come up until Scott Snyder jumped the gun and Ooh. said the Court of Owls. Oh, man, I hope he's involved because that's one of my all-time favorite Batman stories, you know, and obviously he was the writer of that. So I hope he's involved if they they are going to include the Court of Owls. I'm sure he's Um, involved to some extent, but not too much. Maybe like an advisor of sorts. Yeah, I could see him being an advisor, but not an official writer for the storyline. No, obviously he's got some sort of insider knowledge uh, if he's going to be throwing stuff out like that, so – I mean, maybe he was just throwing us off for a loop, but I highly doubt it with the I, way he took it down so quickly. Yeah, I I doubt it. I think that was actually what it was going to be, and 
I guess he didn't know that he was supposed to actually come out. I mean, he didn't know that he wasn't supposed to come out and say anything. So that's why he deleted his tweet. And that's pretty much confirmation right there. Oh, Scott, the Internet works many different ways. And it's not like that. Poor guy just got a slap on um, once wrist, you put it. But, out, oh, well, <laughs> uh, once you put it out there, once you put it out there, it's there. People are going to screenshot it, take pictures, send it like much like uh, people in our Slack chat did and a lot of other people I've seen. I mean, uh, hey, it gave us a lot to talk about. I'm super excited. I know we've ran uh, a lot of back and forths in our Slack chat, the video game section, because based off of how Arkham Knight ended, I know me and you've talked about it a little bit before we recorded, but there's a few different potential possibilities and scenarios on how this next game can play out. And I know me and you aren't really on the same grounds when it comes to that. I'm leaning more towards a prequel series based off of how everything ended. But you think it actually could potentially be a sequel, Blake, and you have not explained that to me. You wanted to save this for the podcast, so why don't you go ahead and run that by me? I've, I've, yeah, I've done a lot of research. I think it would just be weird to have a prequel to an Arkham, to the Arkham series, which already had a prequel. I know like that it'd be very difficult to write an, an ending for the Arkham series. I mean, right, to work off the ending that the Arkham Knight gave us, because it's pretty much gave us the impression that Batman was over the way he got unmasked and the Nightfall Protocol destroyed uh, Wayne Manor, but I still think there's a possibility for a sequel there. Okay, so um, how exactly would you see that sequel playing out? Because I, not exactly a – when I say a prequel, I don't mean an exact prequel to the entire series, but maybe like in between one and two or in between you know, city and night, but – you know, something along those lines where it doesn't exactly have to be before the entire series, but it doesn't have to be after the entire series. It can be in between one of the games, because I'm sure there's plenty of time to work in there. Okay, so the last thing we saw uh, for people that worked their asses off to get the special ending of Arkham Knight is um, a Batman-like figure attacking uh, two criminals. I, I mean, attacking criminals, attacking an innocent family. And when I say Batman-like figure, I mean like this really monstrous bat-looking thing. And there's a lot to speculate about that. It could be Bruce. It could be Bruce using the fear toxin. And I'm not really sure about that, to be honest. I still haven't decided what that means. But there's a lot of ways that they can still work in a sequel. So I don't remember that scene you're talking about with these criminals being attacked. Is this after the manor explodes? Yeah, I think I believe you have to get a 100% ending to see this scene. Okay, because I didn't make it that far. I know I made it to the Nightfall Protocol, but I did not make it past uh, everything, 100%. So that's something to look at, definitely. Um, so I didn't know about that. So you're saying there is a bat-like figure still stalking Gotham. Yes, it can mean a lot of things, really. Um, one of the things I would like to touch on is that during Arkham Knight, Batman does spend a decent amount of time with Azrael uh, grooming him, per se, and that training did end on good terms. So for a sequel series, potentially be Azrael taking up the role of Batman. Okay, that was another option I know was discussed um, amongst our group, and a lot of people were throwing out, you know, maybe Damien stepping into the role as Batman, maybe, you know, Dick, you know, maybe he plays, you know, Dick taking over as Batman, or, you know. There's a, I, a couple different I possibilities. I have an idea, but I, I don't think it's going to be Damien. I think he, the oldest he can be is like about 14 years old or so, something along those lines. 
I think that's going to be a little too young for Batman. Yeah, I don't remember exactly the age where Damien was. I think was. he got mentioned like once in the entire video game series. And it was very brief. Yeah, I, I uh, don't remember much about him at all in the video game series. I wouldn't have even accounted him in for the, him potentially being in this next game, but it's going to be hard to like avoid bringing him into the fold with the demon's head being the focus of this game, plus the Court of Owls. Yeah, that's a very good point. Very good point. Raj Ghul being his maternal grandfather. So that's a, uh, something to think about. I didn't even consider that. I was just thinking more along the lines of continuity and, you know, Damien taking over for his father if he died. But, I mean, that's a pretty good point. The fact that they haven't really brought him up much in the video game uh, leads me to believe that it, you know, could be Azrael based off the fact that you, you know, I totally forgot about the whole entire training as you spent the entire game going along and, you know, training with him and working with him and grooming him to be the next Batman. And we all know that's, you know, he's taken over as Batman in the comics before, and that's kind of how his, he's like a emergency Batman, I guess, for Gotham in case something ever happens to Bruce. Unless you're reading The Curse of the White Knight right now, which I highly recommend by Sean Murphy. Different Azrael, different Batman, different Gotham. Way amazing. But anyways, so I was actually leaning more towards a prequel story, like I mentioned, based off the fact that, you know, the Court of Owls, you know, they have this Illuminati-esque vibe to them running Gotham from behind the scenes throughout their entire history of Gotham. So the elite running exa- the scenes. Exactly. Um, you know, kind of pulling the strings of everything from the beginning, even to the point where it was manipulating the Wayne family. So I could definitely see it being something that he's already dealt with in the past, if that makes sense, because of how the Arkham Knight situation went down with uh, I don't know, I feel like they they would have popped up. And some of the I, stuff that's gone on in the recent game. I don't know. I I, I think that if if it was a prequel, would it be like a little too easy? For <laughs> it'd be difficult for them to like pinpoint where this this Court of Owls storyline would take place. I, I mean, we already see in Arkham Origins, and that was before Arkham Asylum. And I just think it'd be too early for that young Batman to take on the Court of Owls before Arkham. Uh, origins well what about after arkham asylum and before arkham city kind of that first time when he thinks he beat the joker and the joker was gone for a while it, it could it, it's a very short window though it's it could be that but it's it's just a very short window yeah well and that I would, like if that would, i think that would eliminate the possibility of damien be involved that's definitely true no definitely um so yeah obviously if it's a prequel i don't think damien would be involved too much unless it's like Talia bringing him at the end. I don't know. Um, you know, maybe after you beat Rage Al Ghul, Talia brings you Damien because you'd be the rightful. I don't know. There's a lot of. I mean, shoot, the Arkham games have been one of the greatest games uh, for a reason. They're pretty original when it comes to their storylines. The oh, combat. they created like an an amazing combat system too. Well, yeah, I was gonna say the playing style itself is fan freaking tastic i mean the the spider-man game for the ps4 pretty much you know mimicked it I, I'll, I'll dare to say that they did because it's pretty similar i freaking love it man i'm so excited to get a fifth game uh in this series i've been waiting you know i was pretty upset after the way night arkham knight ended so i'm really excited to get another installment me too um so with this sequel what i think it's gonna be what I think would make a lot of sense is that Batman, we're going to play as him, but not right away. I think he might come in like during the halfway point of the game. I think the Court of Owls, either the Court of Owls or um, 
the League of Shadows is kind of start taking over a weekend uh, Gotham, and you might be playing as Dick, Jason, or Tim trying to, or maybe all three of them. Maybe they'll have a system somewhat similar to GTA hmm. 5, and you'll be fighting them off, and eventually, like they're gonna keep on losing, and then Batman will come in later when he finally finds out that they need help. So where has Bruce been this whole time? A permanent vacation that got canceled. <laughs> so you think he retired, much like um, in the tr- Christopher Nolan trilogy? Yeah, I think like he didn't have much of a choice to other than to retire after his identity got revealed and he kind of lost that major part of get, uh, Batman. He can't really command fear like he used to, so he's going to be gone. And it's uh, up to Dick, Jason, Tim, and possibly Asriel too to defend Gotham, and they're not going to succeed. And then that will cue Batman coming in to help them out. Okay, okay, I like it. It's a pretty solid theory, Blake. Um, you've put a lot of thought into this, I could tell. I mean, I was a huge fan of the Arkham series, so I couldn't get it off my mind. I didn't have much of a choice but to think about it. No, I, I feel you. I know we spent a lot of time t- texting back and forth while we were both at work. Uh, right after the trailer dropped, you know, kind of speculating what we thought and you know, back and forth. So, uh, dude, I cannot wait for another announcement on this one. Yeah, it's going to be happening very soon. Um, If you go to the WB Games Montreal website, you'll see that it's been torn down to the bare minimums and that a makeover will be premiering very soon. Nice. That is awesome. That is uh, something to definitely keep an eye out for if you're a fan of the Arkham video game series. Um, you know, follow the WB Montreal page on social media, uh, Instagram and Twitter. That's where they're going to be posting stuff mo- uh, more than likely. Or, you know, check out their website uh, to stay updated with the latest news. Uh, Blake? Um, well, what would you like to see gameplay-wise from the next Arkham game? Less tank play. Um, it's fun <laughs> to play in the tank, but not that much as Arkham Knight. Um, I, I think they got the feedback. I think they'll, <laughs> fix that. I, they'll fix that issue. Yeah, it's fun to do, like, maybe once or twice, but not as repetitively as it was, especially towards the end when you had to, like, do oh, it for a good sucks. 30 minutes when you're, like, just in that thing. Just go. Yeah, I hated that. But, you know, the fighting style, the hand-to-hand combat, if they could add more gadgets – like that would be really cool i mean i don't know what else they could add based off all the cool shit you could already do um maybe i love the idea you gave out with the uh, the gta like uh character selection where you can rotate between which character you want to be um that would be really freaking cool um even if they have like five or six characters once batman comes back you know you got the robins um all grown up obviously their own identities you got Azrael as well and batman if he comes back like you said you know there's a lot of sweet potential possibilities you know we played as batgirl in the dlc last time yeah um so you know she could be even involved and i would would like to keep her as oracle i think i liked her oracle support so i i would kind of rule out batgirl i think she serves best as oracle in my opinion i agree um you know i really enjoy you know the part of my favorite thing about playing those arkham games is when you go out and you know you got the snipers on the building and you have to come in and stealth those are my, that's, the stealth missions are my favorite part of that game. Um, you have to pick off your opponents one by one, stuff like that. You know, maybe some more detailed boss fighting. I know um, sometimes uh, it, it's kind of your vanilla boss fight, when, you know, but I think they have a lot of potential, especially with the popularity that it's it gained for the past four games. I think a lot of people are going to be, you know, a lot of people reacted to the teaser already. A lot of video game teasers don't get that 
big of a reaction. So I think they're going to see that and put a lot of focus into this game. And I, it's going to knock it out of the park. So what I'm expecting, well, I'm really hoping for it, is I would really like to see a day and night cycle. Oh, and adding on, adding on top of that as well, I would like to see like an actual Gotham, like a a lively Gotham, like you can s- interact with citizens and have to save them a lot more often. Okay, kind of like the Spider-Man game. Yeah, I um Gotham's like in the Arkham series, you're usually dealing with a ghost town with nothing but criminals. I would like to see more citizens involved this time around. Okay, yeah, because in all the Arkham games, they always set it up like that, to where something come, happens in the beginning and the city gets shut down, and which explains why there's no civilians. Um, but yeah, that makes a lot more sense. Um, the day and night cycle that, thing. Yeah. The day and night cycle thing, though, Batman doesn't come out during the day. Like that I wouldn't know, make much but sense he's still, in my, he's my still, opinion. So. But he still like works during the day like he still investigates during the day too i mean i don't think we would see bruce doing it for obvious reasons that like he can't really do investigating as bruce because like hey you're batman are you on the job or something but see more of the other members of the bat family working around during the day as well see i think that would be more fitting um yeah but you know i i would love to see like there's some I really liked your idea of the open world and the citizens running around and being more interactive, uh, you know, stopping muggings in dark alleyways, uh, you know, even bank robberies, stuff like that would be really cool. I dig it. I dig it a lot. I know we got a little bit of that with like the Two-Face gang the last time we stopped their bank robberies just with like the side missions. Well, once you beat the game, I think that was part of the Nightfall protocol. Yeah. Um, dude, I love the side missions as well in this game. There's so many detailed, you know, they bring all these different, you know, D-list villains in the Batman. Uh, Professor Pig. I didn't know about cool. him before the Arkham series. Uh, Professor Pig's, yeah, he's crazy. But like, um, who else did they bring in last time? You know, the Mad Hatter. Who would think that you'd fight against the Mad Hatter in a video game? Calendar Man as well. That's right, Calendar Man. Um, who else? What's the other one? Anarchy. You know, a bunch of D-list. You know, that people, even comic readers, don't get to see much in the comics, and they bring. So much depth to the Batman mythos, and I am so excited. The Court of Owls, like I mentioned earlier, one of my favorite stories in the Batman. So if they could bring that and adapt it to a video game, and like I could only imagine just fighting waves and waves and waves of talons. Um, and then if, on top of that, the freaking League of Shadows with Ra's al Ghul. Like, what? You're going to have some crazy-ass opponents that are not going to be like your vanilla thugs that you've been fighting in the previous Arkham games. These are going to be like trained assassin badass warriors. It's going to be fun as hell. Yeah, hopefully we can see like uh, Lady Shiva get a proper treatment as uh, too. Hey, that would be a great one. That would be awesome. Like like we said earlier, this could episode could get dated very quickly. Like, they could drop the announcement at any second now. With our luck, it'll happen right after we record. Hey, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I would complain a little bit, but I also wouldn't complain because we... Me finally know. Yeah, but um, I think we should go ahead and move on because, like you mentioned, we could talk about this all day. And we have one more thing we'd like to talk about real quick for today's episode, and that is the second report that came out just about two days ago. Was it two? Maybe three days ago? I forget. I think it was Thursday. Yeah, I um, think so. But the man who has made the Marvel Cinematic Universe uh, is huge success, Kevin Feige has been reported to be swapping 
and not swapping, I shouldn't say, but switching roles, and he will be working on a new Star Wars series. And if you've been listening to the podcast, you know Blake and I are huge Star Wars nerds. Blake, what are your thoughts on this? I, I have mixed feelings about it. Um, I do admire his the work he's done with the MCU. I mean, you can't deny the success of that and the cinematic universe he's put a lot of work into. Um, with Star Wars, though, um, I hope it doesn't get treated like the Marvel universe. I I think it's much easier to experience Star Wars fatigue than Marvel fatigue. Yes, yes. This is the probably the biggest thing me and you have talked about is the fear of Star Wars fatigue because this is the what the third or fourth series they have planned. I mean, they've already got the Mandalorian coming out, which looks fantastic. Yeah, um, I, I have nothing but. I have nothing but good stuff to say about that. I'm not worried about that at all. Yeah, but movie I mean, we wise, have, we have Ryan Johnson working on a, a series, a trilogy. We have uh, Dan and DB from Game of Thrones working on a series, and now we have uh, Feige working on a series too. Like, how many Star Wars movies are we gonna get a year, or are we gonna add more Disney Plus content in some of these, you know, series we have planned? But I mean, I know me and you have talked about it, and we are. I mean, it's pretty obvious we're not fans of Ryan Johnson's The Last Jedi. <laughs> um, it's pretty damn obvious if you've listened to the podcast. And I, me and Blake, also if you've been listening, you know that season eight of Game of Thrones was a huge letdown. And so I have a huge kind of hesitation on Dan and DB getting their hands on Star Wars uh, because I still have a bad taste in my mouth from how they screwed the big Game of Thrones fans over in season eight. Uh, <laughs> it didn't feel like they even tried. Wasn't happy at all. Uh, if that's how they're going to bring around, if, I don't know. I liked season eight, but it was not as good as it could have been. It was, I felt like it was sloppy. I mean, there were some parts I enjoyed. I enjoyed the cinematography. I enjoyed the visuals of everything. I enjoyed watching it, but I felt extremely unsatisfied at the end. Uh, the finale was a major letdown. Uh, I felt like they contradicted their own writing many, many times. I felt like there was huge plot holes. Stuff that straight up just didn't make sense. Uh, but we're not here to talk about. But we're not here. Fuck. We're not gonna. Uh, we can't complain about that all day, which we can. Yes, I can. Yes, I, I can. I mean, yeah, that's like I said. We can, <laughs> but we won't. <laughs> no, we're not here to complain about season eight. We're here to talk about um, Kevin Feige's new Star Wars series. So. I'm just kind of confused because I was under the impression that they're trying to take a step back and work a little more. S- a little more slowly on this, all these Star Wars productions, but now they're adding yet another major figure into the Star Wars series. You know, but, okay. With the rise of the Skywalker coming out at the end of this year, and they have announced that this is the end of the Skywalker saga, they are moving on. Kevin Feige is a huge Star Wars fan. I've, I know myself and a lot of other Star Wars fans are praying, <clears throat> praying to see some Old Republic on the big screen. Blake, do you think this might be our opportunity with all these? Because we know how immense the Old Republic era was. There is so much content that could be told. Do you think um, this could be our opportunity to get, I mean, with all these different series, all these different writers coming into work, do you really think they're going to try to add on to the already expansive Star Wars universe? Or do you think a... they might go back and touch on the previous that they already have the foundation for 
that so many fans want. This is the best chance Old Republic has ever had of making it to the big screen. I guess for my prediction, I think it's going to be 50-50 on the Old Republic. What I really I don't want is them to, like like I said earlier, treat it like the MCU. I do not want them to create, create like a connected cinematic universe. I would like to see more individual movies. Uh, yes, I agree with you there. Um, do you think there's any chance they could try to get big heads and you know continue on, like make a sequel from the Skywalker saga? Because I don't think many fans want that at all. I think I, I think the Skywalker saga is just done. I mean, the Last Jedi did enough damage to it, so I th- I would like to just see it end permanently after this next movie. So I think they realize that the fans don't want to see it anymore. So I think they'll move on and try to create new stories. Well, that's what um, I'm asking. Do, do you, like obviously they've they've come out and said that after the rise of Skywalker, the Skywalker saga is over. So do you think they're going to move forward and create their own story, or do you think they will go backwards and work off of the stuff that's already been laid out? I think they're going to try to be original as possible. I think that they're a little, I mean, especially Ryan Johnson, he's going to be, he has a lot of pride in his work and very stubborn little fel- little fella. Um, I th- <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they're going to, I don't know what, what they're going to do, but I can definitely see them try to be original and try to create something that happens after the Skywalker saga, but has nothing to do with it. Hmm. Okay, so if you had it your way and you can choose any character, any timeline, any era of Star Wars universe, future, present, forwards, creating something new, you know, working on something that's already been, something that might have been touched on, something we haven't even seen in the cinematic universe, what would you want Kevin Feige to work on? Something completely original? I'm torn. Like, half of me does want him to do something with the Old Republic, but... Another half of me wants to see someone kind of push the boundaries and, like, take a non-Jedi character and push that character towards, like, exploring the parts of the Star Wars universe that we haven't seen before. Like a completely non-Force-related. Maybe. Like a Force-sensitive character? Maybe a Force-sensitive character, but just definitely a non-Jedi character. I do want to see more Jedi characters in maybe like one of the other trilogies, one or two, but at least one should have their main character not be a Jedi. Now, there's a lot of people who are big fans of the Clone Wars animated show. And the, be included. Uh, yes. Um, with the character, what's it, Ahsoka? Yeah. Okay. Um, a lot of people are vying for that to be Kevin Feige's you know, a story he's going to tell. How do you feel about that? Because I'm not one who's seen much of Clone Wars or Rebels, for that matter. I'm a huge fan of the Clone Wars, obviously. Um, But my personal opinion, I would not want to see the animated characters make it onto the big screen. I would like to, them to just stay where they're at because they're doing just fine where they're at. They don't need to be brought up on the big screen. Okay. I uh, just wanted to get your thoughts on that because, like I mentioned, I don't watch it. Um, not that I'm against it. I've watched a couple episodes, especially once I realized that they brought back Darth Maul and his brother and all that goodness. You know, I went through and watched that. But I would love to see them, you know, if they're going to bring, you know, anything that they've already kind of worked with. You know, Clone Wars would be something that I'd be interested in seeing. I know you're obviously, you said you were against it. You wouldn't want to see it. But 
don't know. I think it'd be interesting to see. Um, but my number one pick would definitely be Old Republic. I, ever since this has been, a you know, an, in discussion, I have been saying I want to see a Sith war. I want to see nothing but Siths killing Siths and fighting other Siths. That's, you know, just the bloodshed and the violence between them would be amazing. Uh, like a civil war of Siths. And then on top of that, you've got them fighting the Jedi as well. Um, just uber powerful, dark. Ah, it'd be fucking awesome. So, so excuse me. I would like to see um for the Old Republic. I know we have three trilogies, so I would like to see DB and Dan helm the Old Republic with the Sith, like the Sith at their full power being the focus. Would you want the Sith to be like a Sith character to be the main character, or just would you like them to stay antagonists? Oh no, I would love to see like Darth Revan. You know, he's got a really interesting backstory between him, you know, back and forth, back and forth. Uh, a story with him as the main character would be freaking sweet, and that would is that's where I'd put my money if I had to pick uh, anything in the Old Republic era. Uh, Revan, hundred percent, just a show, movie, Revan, even a show like a series on Disney Plus. That'd be sick, and highlighting that era, him going, you know. For those of you who don't know, he started off as a Sith, went back, Jedi, Sith, Jedi, Grey Jedi, whatever the hell. His history is very convoluted. It's very conflicting. He goes back and forth a lot. Uh, something like that would be really interesting to see. We get inside look at both sides. And, um, you know, even if they wanted to do, like, maybe an ensemble show where they, you know, there wasn't one main character but maybe a couple different Sith amongst them, um, that would be amazing as well. There are so many crazy crazy sith lords um from back then i mean that was the rule of two was created because they were so violent and bloodthirsty and hungry for power that they were just killing each other off uh because they were afraid that the other one was too powerful than the other uh when in reality they were all crazy powerful (laughs) yep they're fun to watch when they're being completely violent Oh my god and by the way uh, i uh, i have started my playthrough of knights old republic again Ah, I. How much is it on the Xbox Store? It's fucking ten dollars. Oh my god, are you serious? Yeah, it's ten dollars. Oh my god. Okay. I was surprised it was that much, to be honest. (laughs) I'm gonna go buy it. So yeah, as I was saying, you get a nice little treat when you boot up Knights of the Republic. You get the um, the old Xbox startup screen. No way. Yeah, that little green ball of energy. And then it opens up to the X. Yep. Ah, nostalgia. Cause, uh, Hit you like you a know, brick in the face. And if you don't know, the Nerd Grounds is all Team Microsoft over here. And I don't, I don't, I don't play into the console wars at all. Uh, I know I, we love all video games, but let's be real. Um, Blake, what's the last console you've owned in the past ten years? Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I mean, I own three consoles. Uh, are any of them a PlayStation? Yeah, I have a PlayStation too. Oh, okay. A PlayStation Four. Uh, not no. yet. No. Okay. When you buy a new console, is it a PlayStation or an Xbox? Xbox usually. We don't play into the console wars, but we have a favoritism over here. Okay. <laughs> um. Let's be real. So, I mean, what about if they're gonna move forward and create a universe beyond what we've already seen in Star Wars, creating a hundred percent original content? Would you want a Jedi Academy? Would you want? I was um, thinking about that. That. While we we're discussing this, I th- I think a Jedi Academy is a likely possibility moving forward. Definitely a very likely possibility. 
Um, but if the Star, if the excuse me, if the Skywalker saga is closing, do you think we would still have Rey leading the Jedi Academy, or do you think they would like jump ahead a couple hundred years where a Jedi Order has been reestablished and they are someone else is running the Academy with 100% new characters? Well, if they're saying that the Skywalker saga is over, Rey can't be involved because she's part of that Skywalker saga. We don't know exactly what yet, but she's definitely part of it. Okay. Unless they so, go back on their word. True. I mean, it is Disney, so. <clears throat> but yeah, dude, I'm super, super jacked for The Mandalorian that's coming out pretty soon on Disney Plus in like two months, if that. Pedro uh, Pascal, he's a beast. Oh, yeah. Oberyn Martell. He's going to kill it. I'm, I'm so, so excited. excited. I'm so excited for IG88, bro. Come on. <laughs> Freaking Boba Fett's rival, bro. And um, uh, somebody on Twitter was letting me know yesterday um, that it's going to be voiced. Uh, it's been rumored that he's going to be voiced by, um, gosh, what's his face? Um, Taikiti uh, Whitey. What, um, oh, I've heard something about that, too. I, I, yeah, yeah. I, think, I think it will happen. <laughs> How do you say his name? I, I I don't know how to say his name, but I know who you're talking about. As soon as you like you say something something similar to his name, you, people know who you're talking about. It's kind of like Benedict Cumberbatch. Who's uh, Benadryl Cumbersnatch? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, speaking of Benedict Cumberbatch, I'll, there's been several um, MCU actors that have expressed interest in Star Wars now that Kevin Feige has came over to. The light side, right? Mean, the dark side, to the Star Wars side, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> really, it is. Um, um, Bumberbun, Cumberbun, a <laughs> one of the actors. Um, he's been one of the actors that people want in the Star Wars universe, but I don't think we've seen any actual. Um, I could see him as evidence like a total like matter. imperial like general who's like a, almost like like an admiral. <clears throat> Well, yeah, that's why people want him in there. They want him to portray an animated character. But Ron, yeah, Ron, Ron, he would play. Is that really who they want? That's what they want him to play. But I personally wouldn't. I, like, I'm yeah. still saying. I'm still saying on my opinion that I want the animated characters to stay where they are, as amazing they are. No, no, I think. No, 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 no. Thrawn needs to be adapted to the live, uh, screen, the big screen. That needs to be one of the ones that needs to happen. I, is he in Rebels or is he in Clone Wars? He's in. He's in Rebels. Okay. <clears throat> See, I've only read him in the comics, in the Star Wars comics. Uh, the well, I, but I, I don't think that would work because they still said – I think he's technically part of the Skywalker saga, so I don't think that would work. He was more uh, – he was operating when Darth Vader was around. Um, so yeah. yeah, if, Darth, yeah. Okay, obviously I know Darth Vader's a Skywalker. Um, <laughs> <laughs> shocker. Spoiler alert. Damn. But no, you know, there's – like I mentioned, there's like four different series that are in the works right now uh, according to Disney, Star Wars. But uh, – but, like, there's a bunch of different potential possibilities. I don't know if they're all going to be non-Skywalker saga-related, but, I mean, I'm sure they could touch on, you know, obviously they're not going to be Skywalker-centered if they're going to do a story about Thrawn. But, dude, I, I, wow. Yeah, Benedict Cumberbatch's Thrawn would be amazing. Yeah. Um, Brie He's Larson and Chris Evans have also expressed interest. They, they're the only two that have actually expressed interest on Twitter towards Star Wars. Oh, yeah, Chris Evans, you know, he's freaking can do everything. Yeah, that would be awesome. He could definitely play, like, an action hero. Uh, Brie Larson, she could stay her happy ass away from Star Wars, for all I care. I could, uh, I think it's most likely going to involve Brie Larson. Uh, hey there, Peter Parker. 
Fuck you. <laughs> I think she's a good actor, but just she's outside of her work. She's a little hard to deal with. Yeah, I've heard some terrible things about her. Um, I, mean, been- I, li- I like her work, but... I've heard some stories that just make me not like her as a person. And once I hear you're a shitty person, I, I don't want to support you. <laughs> uh, now, these are just, you know, internet stories. Who knows if they're true or not? But if they are... Well, we if, can't go out and just interview Brie Larson. We, that, those are the only stories we can go off of. The hell we can't. Maybe she'll be... Oh, no, never mind. We don't need to talk shit on Brie Larson. Yes, we do! Sorry. Another trailer came out was um the Star Wars video game that comes out very soon. They dropped another trailer? Yeah, you didn't see it? No, I missed it. How the... Oh, my God. The Fallen Order. Yeah, Um. so I... All, uh, like, in the trailers I've seen so far, like, I've been, like, far from impressed. Like, it looked like it'd be a fun video game, but it didn't look like anything that special. Before this trailer came out, I was thinking that it looked just like single-player Star Wars Battlefront. But this trailer, it's kind of getting my hopes up. It's starting to look a lot better. How so? Um, Obviously, I haven't seen it. I have no idea. But for those listening as well who might not have seen it, um, explain. It's... Not that long. It shows a little more intricate combat and a mysterious, more of the mysterious antagonist. Okay. Um. Now, is your character? I, I'm drawing a blank. Is he force sensitive? Does he wield a lightsaber, a blaster? What's you know? What's um, it's on? it takes place right after Order sixty six, and he is a Jedi in hiding. Okay, that's right. Um. um my only so complaint a- is that well. I've had a couple of complaints, but my main complaint is that I would like them to use a lightsaber besides a lightsaber color besides blue or green. I mean, they, there's yellow out there, and a lot of people love yellow like me. <laughs> I actually prefer the orange blade. Yeah, uh, or orange. That'd be even better, because he is a ginger. Okay, Blake. <laughs> no, the yellow lightsabers and the orange lightsabers, those are one of the things that made me fall in love with the older public video games because of the customization options. Yeah, um, just keep it diverse, just a little bit. Try to. I mean, even the white blade. No, you can't have the white no, blade. No, that, that one's very rare. I know. I'm, that's what I said. Yeah. Um, no, um, but yeah, dude. I mean, the blue blade is a lot and played out a lot, but I mean, don't, isn't there like supposed to be some sort of meaning behind the color of the blade? Yeah, but I, I like, think isn't Disney blue, changed supposed it. To be, uh, blue is supposed yeah. to be more like lightsaber skilled. Green is supposed to be more force skilled, right? Or something like yeah, that. Yeah, but I think that's since been changed since that came out. Mm. With all the passing of the torches from Lucasfilms to Disney. Ah, I see. So they pretty much just erased the history. Um, it. Yeah. Yes and no. Yes and no. It's it's complicated. <laughs> just, yeah. I I know. You know how I get. I well yeah I get the same way. I uh, know we're nerds. Nerds are sensitive people. <laughs> just kidding. Sure. I don't give a fuck. We have, we have feelings. No, you do. You do give a fuck. I do. I care. I'm still bitter about Game of Thrones. Are you kidding me? I mean yeah, but the, we still got news of a prequel. Do we have news about the prequel? Yeah, it's going to be focusing on the Targaryen bloodline. I think it's going to be sh- possibly be showing the Targaryen civil war. Really? Yeah. And it's going to be about the first Aegon, I think. Really? Okay, see, that's another thing that must have slipped past me. Wow, okay. I'm uh, I'm ready for that. Uh, yeah. Ready for that- 2021 or 2022. It's going to be a while. <laughs> 
Yeah, I you know as long as they can rectify the mess that was season eight, I'm all there. I am well, all there. At season eight, there's no change in that. I mean, it's gonna be there, but we well, can still get more Game of Thrones content. They can fix the taste in my mouth. <laughs> you just basically need more Game of Thrones to get it out of your mouth, right? Exactly. Uh, some solid, like I can't like I was explaining to somebody on Twitter, uh, maybe like a week ago. I can't even go back and watch the previous seasons that were actually good because I know where it all leads to shit. Yeah, the most exciting part about Game of Thrones is how much we can speculate about where it's going to lead, but it kind of fell flat on its face with all, a lot of its possibilities. Uh, I mean, dude, they, I'm not. we're not doing this right now. We're not doing this right now. We could have a Game of Thrones bash. Uh, Ryan Johnson bashing episode where we just hate on everything. We'll call Clay on to the episode and we'll just shit on everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bring the whole Slack chat on the episode and we can talk shit about Rob Liefeld too. That's just a given. We should mention that uh, at the beginning of every episode that Rob Liefeld is a subhuman piece of shit, right? <laughs> um, Welcome to the nerd grounds and fuck you, Rob Liefeld. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, do we need to, like, record an opening intro? Like, just a permanent intro? Hey, welcome to the Nerd Grounds Podcast. This is your boy Jake, and with me today is my man Blake, and fuck you, Rob Liefeld. No. A staple of our foundation. Yes. I don't think we can do that, though. He is a grown-ass man, baby. He blocked me for saying he got roasted, okay? By me. (laughs) And a lot of other people that day. But let's be real. If you can't handle (laughs) somebody saying that you got roasted... You shouldn't be on Twitter or the internet or any social media for that matter. You need to lock yourself in a closet and find a safe space and avoid society because he's if a you ding get, dong. oh my, <laughs> yes, yes, Blake, he is a ding dong. <laughs> oh, this episode will be titled "Rob Liefeld is a Ding Dong." <laughs> I don't know about that. That kind of disregards disregards yeah, everything we talked about. <laughs> But it overshadows the entire everything. (laughs) Arkham and Star Wars is much more important than Rob Liefeld. Oh, without a doubt. But the general disdain for Robert Liefeld overshadows everything else. Um, Let's be honest. (laughs) Let the the hate flow through you. Ah, yes. Do it. Do it. (laughs) I was reciting creepy... Uh, Palpatine lines to my family the other day in the car, and uh, Chandler got angry as fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Did you you say let the hate uh, flow through to her? Um, That and uh, do it. And uh, (laughs) what was the other thing? I kept saying stuff like that, and uh, yeah, just over and over again. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, let hate. Take a ride at the stop sign. Do it. Hey, Abel said he was going to do something from the backseat that he wasn't supposed to, uh, but I said, do it. Anyways, and uh, Chandler got angry, and when you tell your angry wife uh, to let the hate flow through her, when she's already angry, uh, things don't usually end well. Um, but nonetheless, I'm here today. I'm glad you're here, and I'm glad you're safe. I didn't say I was safe. I said I'm here. Oh. Okay. Never, never safe. But yeah, I think that's going to do it for today's episode. Um, next week... Uh, 
we will have another episode. I'm going to have a lot to talk about, probably some more Star Wars stuff, because tomorrow morning I'm packing up the family and we're heading down south to Southern California and we're going to Disneyland. You're going to have to let me know how Star Wars land is because I've heard some bad things about it. Oh, dude. Uh, Like it's crazy busy? Well, not just that. Is that there's not that much to do. (laughs) Well, I know I've already made two reservations for Star Wars Land. Uh, One, you know, it actually is my oldest son Abel's fourth (laughs) birthday next week, so that's pretty much why we're going. And I am I'm more excited for myself for this bar. This is really selfish of me. Uh, But I made a reservation for the Droid Depot. Do you know what that is? Where you get Um. to. You get to go in, into like a droid factory and create your own customizable, either an R2 unit or a BB unit, Ooh. and an assembly line. And that it's a remote control. Um, it's inter, it's um, interactive. While you're at the Black Spire outpost in the Star Wars land, um, with if like uh, you put a personality chip in there, either First Order or Resistance, and based off of where you're going, your droid will react. Um, so I'm obviously going to be taking my son in there. We've got a reservation for, uh, Monday afternoon and that's our first day there. We're going for three days. Um, but I'm excited because he's been always about robot. He loves robots and he wants his own robot. So we're going to go in there and make his own R2 unit. And I'm really excited for that. Uh, I'm excited for you. It sounds fun. Um, when you get there, make sure... I mean, there's this, um, I forgot her name, but there's this Republic spy that usually walks around. You make sure you yell out her name for everyone to hear because she's a spy and she's like, don't do that. Really? Yeah. Okay. I'm excited. Um, I, dude, I was watching like some Star Wars stuff on YouTube about the Star Wars land. And like, if you were anything like Sith related or like resistance related, uh, like you go to meet like Chewbacca and take his picture, he's, he's like totally like shuns you. So, like, I'm totally going to wear my Death Trooper shirt. And... I'd be wearing Sith stuff all day. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm totally – I'm going all nerd out. Um, and then we've also – obviously, you have to make a reservation for the cantina because a uh, buddy of mine just went, like, a month ago, and there was, like, an hour and a half wait just to get into the cantina. Um, and, of course, I'm going to try me some blue milk. So, come on. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I'm excited, dude. There's the a couple rides. I think there's one or two rides there as well. Um, but I'm more excited just to experience it and see, you know, the environment. Uh, I, I can't wait. Uh, but yeah, so I'll be reporting about that next week. Um, and we'll have plenty more Star Wars stuff to talk about. Hell yeah. All right, Blake. Uh, I appreciate you taking the time out of your busy Saturday morning to sit down and talk with me again. And I wasn't I look doing forward, anything. I know. I was just trying to be nice, Blake. I'm not going to sit there and say, hey, Blake, thank you for uh, getting off your ass and coming to talk to me on Saturday morning, you piece of shit. But, <laughs> yeah. um, but Blake, I had a great morning. I had a great time talking with you again. As always, Batman, Arkham, Star Wars, video games, movies. I don't know. I'm going crazy. This is so much to talk about. I'm excited. Blake, do you have any final words? Nah. <laughs> I don't think I've ever had any final words whenever you asked me that. You no, you don't. I just, you know, where can the people find you? Oh, at NerdGroundsBRG on Twitter. And if you want my address, uh, don't ask. No, I'm not going to give you my address. He lives in South Dakota. Yep. That's all That's all I know. A desolate wasteland. A tundra. Yeah. Oh, I was supposed to ask you if you live by a certain A certain lake. what? A certain lake? Yeah. No, not really. There's like a lake 
that was created by me. I don't know. There was some there was some unrelated science shit that I was reading. I like to, you know, go off and read about different science shit sometimes. Science. Yeah, science. science. And there was some yeah, science, bitch. Science. And uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh unrelated. Um I'm not going to go there. I'll bring it up later. Um, anyways, thank you guys all for listening to the Nerd Grounds podcast. Uh, follow us on Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcast, Google, Spotify, all that jazz. Uh, follow us on Twitter. I'm at Nerd Grounds. Blake's at Nerd Grounds BRG, like he mentioned. And, you know, subscribe, rate us, give us a like. Thank you guys for listening and have a great week. Toodaloo, motherfucker. No. No, 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 no. Wait, you want me to say bye?